guys go do your thing So did you like it? A film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. But we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. Because this week, we made one of the worst decisions of our freaking lives just because things ran amok and we had no idea how to respond. And this was the best idea we could come up with. And I honestly regret every single decision we have made. I am your extra uh, co-host in a dramatic time like this, Sir Square. Joined with me, as always, with... I'm a singer-songwriter-slash-actor, Kaz... And that's right, this week we watched Morbius. We watched Morbius! It's Morbin time, people! That's right, we made terrible choices. Yeah, we we wanted to see what the whole internet memes were all about, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it wasn't worth it! Written, written directed by Daniel Espinosa, written by Matt Shazma. Burke Chapless, starring Jen- Jared Leto, Matt Smith. I just, I, uh, you know what this, you know what this makes me think. Morbin good time. It makes me think too late. Because you know what movie I would probably enjoy watching more than this movie. Across the universe. I'm a Beatles fan, so always. And also the 2005 Fantastic Four. Oh. I would, that movie, for me, as a wee little lad, at the ripe age of 10 years old, sparked more joy than this movie sparked joy. Is that the one with Captain America? Yes, that is the one oh, with okay. Captain America. I'm more of a fan of the Roger Cormick one, but uh, the Captain America ones, yeah, did, they're, they're at least fun to make fun of. Did the and... Roger Cormick one technically, oh wait, feature film, that's right, the Roger Cormick one was a TV. It was just released so they could keep the rights. Roger Corman, Fantastic Four. It's still the best Fantastic Four movie to come out. I have to watch this movie. Yeah, we'll have to put it on the list eventually. <laughs> Do we? Wait, 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 wait. I said I had to watch this movie. I never said I had to talk about this movie. Okay, fine. Be that way. Instead, you're going to talk about Morbius. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about Morbius. What's our main character's name again? Mickey Morb. Uh, classic Mickey Morbs. <laughs> I, I, before ever watching this movie, I told you about a drinking game that we did years yeah. ago when I was in college where we watched The Lost Boys, and every time they said Michael, you had to take a drink. There was other rules, but just that room rule alone will get you fucking shithoused. Then we did the drinking game, and I got fucking shithoused. <laughs> I did too! I had to quit, like, I I didn't even make it to, like, the last 20 minutes for drinking. I had to just, like, sit down and be like, I could do this. Like, watch the movie. I, I made it to the end of the drinking game, but I didn't make it to the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. I was not there. Anyways, I, after watching this, feel like this is a strong contender to beat that with the exact same rule. No, I don't want to die. Like, that would kill me. That's with what I'm this saying, movie, that would though. kill me. Every fucking person. This guy refuses to be called a nickname or a shorter version of his name. No, no one wants to call him by his last name. It's just everyone. It's like, Michael, I've got problems, Michael. You don't understand, Michael. You can't even just call him dude or my guy or just some sort of friendly moniker. Like, they have to say, Michael. Even in terms of endearment where it's like, a hey. We're like the Spartans of old, Michael. <laughs> okay. You're eating maggots, Michael. <laughs> only noodles, Michael. Except, you know what? This movie also has vampires, I guess, but no sexy saxophone man. That is that is a definite minus. If you're going to have a vampire movie at this point, I don't care if this was in the 80s. Every future vampire movie has to have an oiled up sexy sax man. Or sax woman or sax person. We're all about equality here. I need sexy sax. Sorely missing from Interview with a Vampire. <laughs> I've actually never seen Interview. I've never seen Interview with a Vampire. Instead of talking about Morbius, we're just going to spend this whole time comparing this to Lost Boys now. <laughs> <laughs> so Both this is what Lost Michael Boys got vampire. right in the 80s. I'm just kidding. 
problem with the problem with this movie is just like we are in an age of superhero movies. We have all seen so many superhero movies. I watched Iron Man to Endgame almost all the way in theaters. I think I'd never actually missed any of those films in theaters. I think of the two I missed. The two I missed and I had to go back for were, and this will come up again, uh, Thor The Dark World and I don't know. That might have been the only one up until Endgame that I missed. (laughs) So the issue is here, we are, as 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 a film going group, as people that enjoy comic book movies, and we're not even talking about critics, we're just talking about people, it is really hard to do an origin story right now. We have seen so many origin stories that it is very difficult to get us interested in one. To make that even more difficult with Morbius, Morbius is a character that, you know, people people with passing comic book knowledge know Spider-Man, Captain America, Superman, Batman. Morbius is a character that, of course, you're going to need an origin story for because... Not a lot of people that you're trying to draw into this movie because it's not just the comic book fans you're trying to draw in. You wanted Sony wanted the masses. They wanted the comic book film going masses to watch this movie. But you have to do an origin story because this is a semi obscure character for some people. So you're stuck with that when honestly a character like this could have been introduced in any other uh, like hero's movie as an antihero. And then just given his own solo film to where you didn't have to waste time with the origin story and actually make a compelling story where, like, Morbius, who is an ethical character, has to try to make char- make choices that that push him to, to places he never thought he was going to have to go. That would have been a more satisfying film. Instead, we are stuck with an origin story. I'm so glad you called him an obscure character because I was like totally going to be <laughs> show my whole ass and just be like, listen, I'm not much of a comic books guy. I don't really read that many. I've read like some of the major ones that you should wa- read, Killing Joke, Watchmen, all that bullshit. Um, but like, I just remember reading the fucking Marvel Zombies for a bit and as i was reading through it i'm like okay yeah they start off real strong you know fucking magneto's the hero that's gonna save us until he dies spoilers uh and yeah but like we got all the major characters and like by the end of it when i started checking out and i was like i think i'm done with this series it was like morbius and his ragtag group are the final bastions to save humanity i just remember thinking boy we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel with this one huh and I just gave up. <laughs> I didn't finish the zombies. Yeah, I didn't want to. I don't want to upset people. I know that Morbius is a character that's been around with, for a while. Like they are a core character, part of the Rogues Gallery or anti-hero gallery that's associated with Spider-Man. It's just for people with that don't have this comic book knowledge, not, they're not going to know Morbius. So was it the best idea to do a full origin story film in an age when we're just kind of done with that like shang chi was sort of able to pull it off and it was great and i had fun with that movie but i only remember the falcor fight at the end (laughs) of course you would only remember the falcor fight at the end but i think there was rings (laughs) okay you're kind of i think i think his parents also like it got introduced because they were like fighting then play fighting then sexy fighting and it's like all right Fuck it, we're married now. <laughs> and the MCU has already realized that it's probably not a good idea to do full film origin stories because certain characters are just getting Disney Plus shows to do their origin stories. So that way it's a little bit easier. You get it in like 30 to 40 minute chunks and like week to week you're done in eight episodes. People are going to complain like they always do. But in the end, they watched it. They enjoyed it. They're ready for the movies when they join the movies and we don't have to waste time. Yeah, I don't even think there's an MCU show or movie that has Daredevil. He just showed up. He's like, yo, people don't don't know where this guy came from. They came from Netflix. We all know where he came from. And we respect him. Charlie Cox for life. I love you, Charlie Cox. You're my my Daredevil. What? No Ben Affleck? I'm sorry, Benny boy, but no. (laughs) Uh, Benny boy. You guys are so close. Uh... (laughs) Uh, I do like that about the uh, Edward Norton Hulk movie. The movie itself is eh. But, like, I do like that his whole origin story is just the intro music. 
as they're playing it. They're just kind of showing a montage of, like, yeah, he was strapped to a table, got shot with gamma rays, he's a big hulking man. It's fine. There's, the girl still likes him, sort of. Uh, and yeah, he's, he's got dealing with this shit. And it's just all done by the time the music stops. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like that. It's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, it was like a military machine. It was like, go, 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 go. Like, this is just backstory. Let's get to the film. It was like riding the Incredible Hulk roller coaster. If you've ever done that, where it's just, <laughs> you're just in this little tunnel and they're just playing like the uh, the audio of like, oh no, the gamma rays, it's too dangerous, and then they fucking shoot you into space. It's great, <laughs> and you you know the story by the end, and or by by the time you get shot out of a cannon, and then you're just on a roller coaster, you're like shit, great. <laughs> I'm the Hulk. <laughs> Hey, That's what I need for my origin stories. At least with the Incredible... Yeah, with the Incredible Hulk, no origin story. You just get him straight in Brazil. You got Tim Roth being kind of great, not gonna lie. I do enjoy me some Tim Roth. But that even, even in 2008, when we had just gotten off with uh, Captain... Or no, with Iron Man, with Robert Downey Jr., which was a perfectly acceptable time for origin stories because... We hadn't had really a really good comic book film since uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy that started in 2002. Also, Iron Man wasn't all that popular, I don't think, at the time. It's weird to think of because he's so popular now. <laughs> but but like, the film actually did really well. Like, if you yeah. want to bring it up, like, if we go to, uh, let's see, Tucker just put in the keyboard noise or some maybe some background, like, dude. What if I wanted to fight? Uh, the budget for the film was 140 million dollars, and this was in 2007, with Robert Downey Jr., who was a very big gamble to go at it, and it still made a box office of 558 million dollars, made half a billion, almost 600 million dollars with an origin story, but that was because. They were they they went at the right time. They picked the right actors and they started building something with an overarching idea that they even started teasing at the end of this movie. They really thought it out. Sony, on the other hand, did not really think this out. We're done with origin stories. Next Batman comes out, they just have someone shoot your parents and be like, it's like that. <laughs> no, go. it's even better because in the because in uh, because in the Batman, there is no origin story. There is no watching his parents die. It's incredible. It's just a year or two of Batman. We're in it. Don't need to ask any questions. Zack Snyder also did that goofy shot where, like, the pearls are around the gun. And he pulls the, the, <laughs> the, pulls the trigger and it snaps the pearls. Oh <laughs> at least that one was, that one was over with quick, at least, Every too, though. Yes, they did get through that really quickly, and we didn't have to stick with that. But that's some extra stuff that's gonna stick with you. I'm not gonna lie. When I I saw um, <laughs> I saw Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, like the definitive edition, that was three hour version, at the local dollar theater here in town, and even I, and it was just like, ooh, after seeing that, I feel like I paid too much money to be here. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, this is the first time I've ever been so harsh on a film, but, like, these are my honest feelings after watching this movie, because it's 2022. This movie came out on August 1st. This is the most topical film we're doing on the podcast this year. Even after everything, everywhere, all at once, we're looking at Morbius, and we know we fucked up, dude. We fucked up. Oh, man, I love the internet's <laughs> campaign to troll them and have them bring the movie back to theaters, and still no one's like, I'm not watching that, I was in it for the lulls. <laughs> oh, yeah, the biggest misread of the internet of all time. And then after they pulled it, they're like, hey, guys, we're sending around a petition, get them to put it in theaters a third time, there's no way, it's gotta happen. <laughs> No, seriously, Sony. I was just super busy that weekend. But if we do it this weekend, I will totally be there. <laughs> Look, and I have to be honest with you guys. Okay, so when we were watching this on the Discord channel, uh, you asked me if I was hosting it because I, but I couldn't because I don't have a Netflix account, and I and I didn't want to like ask anybody that late at night for their Netflix account. Sure. So you streamed it for us. 
Uh-huh. But it was the same quality as a YouTube video. So I was just like, fuck, I I have to take this at least semi-seriously. I'm just going to covertly rent this. Or like, I had to spend money on this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, why didn't you tell us her quality was so bad? <laughs> I had to covertly... Someone could have said something. <laughs> uh, I had, well, no, let me, get to around, let me get around to this. So I had to covertly rent this movie. So usually renting a movie on YouTube is about $3.99. Four dollars and change. You got once you start it, you got forty-eight hours to watch as many times as you want. So I'm like, all right, I'm only gonna watch this movie once. It's four times. <laughs> this movie was five ninety-nine to rent in Ultra HD. So I had to pay over six bucks to rent this movie, and I'm still only going to watch it once. So I'm like, fuck! But this is for the podcast, and I really enjoy this project, and I'm willing to do this for this project. I rented Ultra HD. Guess what? Qual- what? Guess what? The highest quality settings YouTube allowed me to watch this movie in. 360i. No, 480p. Damn. Yeah. So it looked more brighter than your stream, but it still looked meh. Like really? I rented an Ultra HD, and it's 480p. Yeah. That is the highest quality this movie is in. It's meant for your phone, apparently. It is meant for your phone, apparently, and your phone only. I'm still very upset no one said anything about the poor quality <laughs> you're streaming at. <laughs> We're never streaming well, again. I mean... The rest is all on you, buddy. You're going to have to rent our October movies now. <laughs> now I'm self-conscious. I hate everything. No, for the October movies, I will make sure to, like... You can still, you can still stream the October movies. I will make sure to have my... Netflix account set up for our spooky movies, but I don't want to give that away because that's a very nice surprise. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of not giving anything away, how about the movie that we you were supposed to be released this <laughs> week? <laughs> I try to get one day of peace, one week, and he pulls me back in with Morbius. Hey, you know, you know, what my favorite part of the movie was when he says morbin time it's morbin time that was my second favorite part but i have to actually give my favorite part to a part that actually happened in the film when he says i'm venom that's my third favorite part because i didn't think they'd actually pull that they, i didn't think they'd actually do that i didn't think they'd actually have the gall to try to do that but you know what props to them for trying i guess my number one favorite part was the final battle and me being able to scream, Kamehame! Oh my god! And he just fires a beam of bats at Matt Smith. That was beautiful, man. That was amazing. Yeah, that was utterly surprising. We were all shocked seeing that movie. Like, I can't believe that didn't get memed, but I guess you have to see the movie to be able to meme it. I don't think anyone no made it to the end. No one seen the movie. No one saw it. Didn't make it to the end. And Whoever listens to this podcast, you have two people telling you right now who watched the movie, we legit were able to sync up Kamehameha to a bat throw attack. Like, he literally threw bats. He... He did a squat. Uh-huh. He did a little squat pose, like a little like yes. you know, legs akimbo kind of thing. And he started art like arching his arms back. And I was like, "Is he doing a Kamehameha wave?" And so he fucking does the whole ass motion, <laughs> and fucking bats just fly at the Doctor the, Who man. Into which he then, you know, stealthily goes through the bats and stabs his best friend with the uh, with the cure. So you know, uh, the best friend stops killing people. But you still did a Kamehameha with Bats, my guy. You still did it, and we watched it. You know what that? You know what that makes me think of? Because it's one of those like, oh well, I guess, I guess Michael Morbius would have been uh, around. Uh, you know, giving that it takes place in modern times. Yeah, he would have been a child and watching DBZ <laughs> as a kid. So sure, I guess that tracks. It's like when people saying, "Is like you know now that um." Now that Batman's in modern times, I'm going back to the origin story. Now that Batman's in modern times, it would have been theaters if he had gone about, the, you know, when he was supposed to that many years back. He would have been watching Shrek. <laughs> and that's just something to think about now. His parents got shot outside the theater after watching Shrek. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. Why would you do this to me? So now, when you think when you think of something in the way, you're singing that. When you think about your Pat, uh, Robert Pattinson, whatever Batman, just think about that for a second. Hey, now you're an all star. 
Somebody once told me. <laughs> oh my God, Brucey uh, boy, I'm so sorry. So yeah, this is something we have to deal with now. The things we grew up as kids, like all of our superheroes predate us and so they all had references like you know the gray ghost for the batman the animated series which i'm sure sure people who grew up in that era were like oh that's like a reference to that kind of thing oh that's funny now they're all references we get and we're like oh my god wait i'm as old as batman now shit <laughs> oh my god i'm as old as batman now oh shit <laughs> Shut up, Cass. That's right. <laughs> Selena Kyle was uh, growing up in a broken home, but she had Sailor Moon on in the background. <laughs> Think about that one. <laughs> what she didn't know is Bruce Wayne was secretly a weeb watching Yu Yu show <laughs> on Old School Toonami on Cartoon Network. Can you imagine that? Like, you know how people were like, oh my god, you saw that one too? Oh yeah, it was my childhood. Could you imagine that happening in the fucking Justice League Tower? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very out. <laughs> Except I guess Superman, who didn't have probably didn't have cable out in the farm, I guess. Yeah, Superman didn't have cable. <laughs> no, at this point, I feel like I feel like with the age we're at, Batman is still technically older than me, so I think his shows would have been like Thundercats and Transformers and maybe a little bit of Robotech if he was feeling that weep nature. And then yeah, like I said, he's about my age now, so. <laughs> So yeah, I can I can tell you what me and me and Batman we shit we saw the same shit, man. Now me and Barry Allen, who are the just like annoying as hell ones, we're watching like Yu Yu Hakusho, oh Dexter's God. Laboratory. Fucking Barry <laughs> Allen's insufferable when he gets talking about Code Lyoko. I'm like, no one cares, Barry. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares that it was a French anime, Barry. Nobody cares. Code Lyoko. <laughs> Look, we I cannot believe you'd pull that show that out. Like I feel, I, I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> you uh, never come at me so hard, Kaz. It's not you. It's your generation. It's the fucking kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same generation. <laughs> Hey man, look, it was just like friends were in school and they were really trying hard to like save this like virtual world that was like a military program. Sure, I guess, man. <laughs> hey, at least it was better than Morbius. Look, look, re- <laughs> I grew up watching like Reboot and it had about as good a graphics as like Code Lyoka, but a way more interesting story, man. <laughs> okay, I can't deny that. I've heard great things about Reboot. Oh, it's ugly as sin, dude. Like, you go back and like, what? This this was people oh, yeah. like it was a different time. <laughs> I I I can't say anything. I was about to defend Code Lyoko. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. These, these conversations are happening just like, and Barry Allen's just running his mouth a mile a minute, and everyone's just rolling their eyes. And like, I. I would be here. I would be there with them, trying to like play cool. I was like, well, I mean, like, I'm, I'm like, I would watch like G Gundam instead. I guess Wonder Woman also would be a bit out of the loop. <laughs> oh yeah, Wonder Woman was all about the Flintstones when television was around. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure she was watching the Flintstones. <laughs> no, she just finished the Flintstones. <laughs> She's like the Captain America of the group. It's like, hey, I understood that one. What the fuck? No one's talking about this yabba dabba garbage. <laughs> Only Batman, who had to, like, watch sometimes with Alfred, just like, yeah, the Great Kazoo is when it really fell apart. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's the same thing with the Mr. Vixelpixelplix, whatever the fuck he's supposed to be. He's no, you need to repeat that. What? <laughs> he's basically their, their universe's uh, Great Kazoo. Okay, no, what's his name? You heard me. No, I want to hear it again. Doctor Who's like running at him full fucking speed, and we got a slow mo thing as as Jared Leto's just high feeling the wind, and he's just like weird like color dust just flying through his fingers, and he you hear the train, and this scene goes on for way too fucking long. Oh yeah, no, Matt Smith should have gotten there three times over, even yeah. with the slow mo effect. Just- 
got this funny, angry, like, scowl on his face as his face is, like, turned into a bat, and he's running down the hallway. Jared Leto's just looking at his hand like, whoa, <laughs> looking at the wind. And we cut back to, like, Matt Smith, who's still just as far as he was. Like, they're using the same shot and shit. Eventually, he decides to just fly out like bats do with their hands behind their back and gliding through air particle dust. Also, the color that comes off of you is the color of whatever you're wearing, which I guess tracks with, like, Alucard from <clears throat> from uh, Castlevania. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's my, there's my one video game reference. <laughs> yeah, every time he changes his cloak color, whatever, like, ever ever he walks, he has an after image. And, yeah, it always changes colors depending on whatever cloak you're wearing. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that tracks. That's... That's vampire shit, I guess. <laughs> that's that's what makes you a vampire. I like how they have in, like instant like can just f- like yeah, can see anything reflexes like they can you know see each other like or see trains coming, bullets, they can dodge bullets. That fucking one guy decks Doctor Who in the in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm gonna just stay here and keep hitting on your girl. Drinks for everyone and the guy fucking wham and he's like Oh, my bad. I'll, I'll leave. <laughs> oh, but he did the little vampire face, so he's like, Rawr! Yeah, they just do that out in the open everywhere. This whole movie's out in the open everywhere. It's like Hellboy, except without the cover-up crew. It was almost like it was trying to make a statement that, like, creatures of, I guess, would go, like, unnoticed, even in, you know, public. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I've heard if you scream in New York, it's pretty fun watching no one help you, but, like, I, I, I mean... I think one guy would at least take the time to realize, hey, I could get money if I could get a picture of that. Peter Parker was out that day, I guess. He's getting pictures of Spider-Man. He's hanging on flagpoles. That's true. Where was Spider-Man in all of this? People are dying, Peter. <laughs> Where are you? Great power, great responsibility, well, Peter. I guess. I guess because at the end of it, and this makes no goddamn sense, I think we all just did a loud like, collective groan. At the end, they put Michael Keaton in this universe. Uh, so I guess that implies that in this time, that's when whatever Spider-Man was there was pulled away? Maybe? So you're telling me that the this MCU happens at the same time. decides that they're going to do a Thunderbolts movie. And they had this planned for a while. They didn't just think of this a couple years ago. All right, we're talking about Kevin Feige here, who's had a plan in motion for a very long time. Who's Thunderbolts? Am I answering that? Anyway. Okay. You're telling me that they would give such a well-regarded villain as Michael Keaton's Vulture and not just come up with your own Thunderbolts with him in it? Because we all would have loved a moment... With, like, that supreme dad energy he would have brought to the group. I mean, take a moment to remember. dad energy in that movie. He used alien technology to phase himself, like, to phase open a door into a moving plane, raises his head into it, sees all this, like, tech he's about to steal, and just goes, hot dog. And it's just like, yes, please, keep him forever. I want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. Uh, I, li- I really did like that scene in Homecoming where he's uh, taking, I think, Peter to the, or has him in the cards or going to the prom and shit. And just that conversation is just like, oh, he knows. Like, that was a good ass Michael Keaton scene. That was really good. That was really good. And um, the fight scene with him, he was great. But yeah, I, I guess this movie. Oh yeah, it was fun too. It was just a CGI thing. I'm uh, fight choreography is really wasted on me. I, I, even during this movie, I was like, oh, "Okay, good, they're fighting. I'm gonna go make a drink or something." Yeah, but with this one, usually when you do that, I'm always kind of like in my head, I'm just like, "Maybe I should convince them to stay." With this movie, I was like, "Nah, dude, just leave. You're not missing anything." And I came back and I was like, "Oh, they're still punching each other." Okay, now granted, like I legit almost asked you, like, "Hey, could you check the news and just send me the important articles while you're away?" Granted. <laughs> I if I if I had stayed any longer I would have missed the bat kamehameha wave so there is that uh, okay I would have I would have but I would have told you everything about the bat kamehameha wave yeah uh, and then you would have made us just rewatch it yeah I would have I, I it would have sounded so ridiculous I would have asked to see it so yeah I would have had us rewind. Yeah, that I was like, you're, you're making that shit up. I could. That's, what <laughs> this is idiot. like it's morbid time. Fuck you. <laughs> what idiot would put it in this in here? 
That's terrible. Um, no, don't get me wrong. There is one. I ha- I thought there was one amazing like dope scene with uh, Mr. Morby, uh, Mr. Mickey Moore, yes. as we call him. Uh, and that was when he went into the lab with the counterfeiter, counterfeit, the counterfeiters. You got there. And uh, I know I'm, I'm having I'm having a hard time today. <laughs> And just did that situation where he like grabbed the hand of his assailant yeah. and introduced him to all the bones in his hand while breaking them, and it was pretty hard. It was pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, that that was a pretty good moment. I think I actually did legitimately like that. That was. Those... I love that they ended with the stinky pinky. I also liked people around in his life or around him uh, keeping holy water with them because yeah, if you suddenly like, oh shit, vampires. Are... Well, okay, I guess. What do I know? Uh... <laughs> Holy water, I guess? Crosses? No one thought of the crosses or onions, so there's that. Sorry, garlic, not onions. Uh, I mean, it was triple-blessed holy water. Yeah, I just think that was a funny touch. Um. Here, here's something. <laughs> so, uh, in the movie, Mickey Morb is wanted for murder and even framed for murder by his best friend, uh, 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 Nicky Norb, as we'll call him. And, uh... Ooh, I want to come back to that guy's name, actually. But go on. So, he's also chased by an FBI agent by the name of Simon Stroud, who Tyrese Gibson let people know that he was a superhero with a high-tech weapon-grade arm in the film. So, that's why you never saw his arm, because it's actually supposed to be a surprise with, like, high-tech gear. Sony cut all of the scenes featuring this arm. And to make this even extra juicy, Gibson signed a three-picture deal while signing up for this movie. Fine. So, remember that character, Stroud? Do you remember every great thing about him? Was he the guy who didn't bring the holy water? The straight man, basically, I guess? Yeah. Okay. You excited for him? No, he was just the straight man to the wacky well. other cop, who I also don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but like you know, he had his triple blessed holy water. He brought holy water. Uh, that's all I can remember about him. And I just saw this yesterday. Uh, so you said something about uh, the other guy, right? We call him Milo the whole time, and he gets introduced to fucking baby Morbius, <laughs> and he's just like. Hi, I'm Lucian, and he's like, oh, well, you're Milo now. I don't know why, he's also British now. Uh, and he was like, but I just said, no, no, you're Milo. You're replacing Milo. Who replaced Milo? Yes, all Milos die. And then this kid almost fucking eats off this mortal coil, and then he puts a spring in his machine, and that fixes him, I guess. Yeah. So he grows up. The doctor calls him Milo. Fucking Morbius still calls him Milo. He's a grown ass adult man. Uh, fucking everyone who is in his friend group is like, oh yeah, it's Milo. We have gaslit this fucking man into changing his whole ass identity <laughs> to being that of a replaceable uh, just person. I don't know, neighbor. What do you call the person? Bed uh, roommate? Uh, bunk made? Uh, hospital? Fucking one plus one. I don't know what you call them, but anyways, <laughs> you would have been. You would have made the the post credit scene even better. When Vulture showed up and said his whole leg, he was just like, "That's interesting, Milo. I'm down." Yeah, yeah. He should have just called uh, <laughs> called uh, the Vulture Milo. Just everyone in his life should just be Milo now. Oh, uh, so did you notice that uh, uh, Mickey no. Morb's love interest, uh, Doctor Martine Bancroft? It's like sure. half vampire now, I guess. Oh, yeah. I totally called that one a mile. Well, not that it was hard to say, but that was a weird scene. So I was like, it's going to only go one place. But yeah, what, what about it? What's happening? Wait, what do you mean half vampire? I mean, you know, watch her like have special abilities because it wasn't an injection in the spine, but just the digestion of his special blood. Okay. I, I, yeah, I guess she became a vampire in a different means, but... Yeah, I don't know how this whole thing works. <clears throat> and they can walk in the sun, so they're fine. It's not like they're, like, they're, they just all the benefits of vampires, I guess. And the only downside is your fucking joints are dying whenever you don't drink blood. Which, see, he posed the question, oh, you know, the blue stuff is, you know, working less and less. But, like, uh, I, I, you know, will the red eventually stop working, too? And they'd never answer that one. 
but red does seem to be more potent. And also, the blue is definitely working less and less. So, arc. But you also pointed out like a really good question. It's just like, so can he not drink animal blood? I did ask that, but damn, if fucking Doctor Who is drinking like three people to sustain himself, then that's a shit ton of rats, dude. I know it's New York, but damn, or yeah, New York. Well, you know, just uh, poach some cows. It's fine. There- Anyone in the Spider-Man universe that, like, just regenerates blood. Who could just be a blood bank. (laughs) Okay, looking up blood bank superheroes. (laughs) That's so dark to think about. I feel like, I I feel bad. (laughs) Well, it's gonna start moving on to people eventually, because apparently no one considered animals. Um, Maybe that's not the good shit? I don't know, but... I don't know. You know, it was uh, uh, you know, the, the one um, bit of, I guess, a hint that our cop man was a superhero is how fucking fast he made it up that ceiling. No, yeah, I think that's one of the arm sequences that got cut, where you just see him launch himself with his arm. That would explain so much, but with that cut out, it is so confusing, because he's just a guy. I think that scene was supposed to make a second. It's like, well, how did he get up there? What's his secret? Is he hiding Instead- something? It just feels like a continuity issue, man. <laughs> like, was this meant to happen? But yeah, what I think what was supposed to happen in the sequence was, like, the guy looks up, sees what Morbius is doing, tells the other cop to go ask for backup, and then immediately uses his super awesome superhero arm to start, like, launching himself up the side of the building. One line. One line would have helped sell that, even if they kept it exactly the way it was. If Morbius looked at it and he'd be like, how'd you get up here so fast? And then maybe, I don't know, he'll, he'll retort back, how did you, or something. That would have been like, okay, that was on purpose. <laughs> nah, he would have said something like, I, I, I never skip leg day, bitch, which is something. No, that, see, once again, that, that confuses everything. I'm trying to just, like, some way to just explain he's got powers or something. But, Kaz, that would make sense. Why would you ask for that? Bad, Kaz, shame on you. Did the doctor guy die? Yeah, he died. And he okay. never revealed his skincare uh, routine to make sure he never aged while Morbius grew, like, another 20 years. Also, I hear this explained every time I complain about it in movies. And I, I know it's a great thing for horror tropes and shit. Um, and supposedly, every like, every time I bring it up, I'm like, oh, it's great for horror. But, like, what the fuck? People always want to point out, oh, no, they actually do that. It's a realistic thing. When you have those hospitals that cut out lights all the time. Now, I get it. Power saving, blah, blah, blah. But, like, has anyone seen those? Are they really just, like, the moment you're out of sight, it just cuts off? Like, it doesn't have a delay, nothing like that? Because in this movie, it was especially egregious because the lights would turn off before the next ones would turn on. So she has, like, one second while she, or a second or a second and a half while she's walking that she's in complete darkness before the next lights turn on. Yeah. Are they actually like that? No. I didn't think so. I, so I, stop I, telling me every time, not you. But anytime I bring it up, they're like, no, no, no this realistic. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, I don't know what fancy fucking hospital you're going to, but the hospitals I've been to, which I've been to a few in the city I live in, keep the lights on. Yeah. And like, if it is a power saving thing, I would assume they stay on for like a minute at least, and then they would shut off. No, I don't think they're like right away. Bam! All right, I don't see anyone. Fuck! Turn it off. <laughs> we when when Texas went through the snow apocalypse, we, like we made sure all the hospital lights still stayed on. They were a beacon. Like there was no flashing. Just like oh, one person left the hallway. Like no, that's not how hospital lights work. I don't know where these people are talking about, but where I live, we keep the lights on because you know. It's a hospital. It old man Wilkins, the janitor on a hamster wheel, just generating that power. <laughs> We're very backwards. No, make it even worse. It's just a hand crank. <laughs> oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he's like swole in the right arm. It's just one of those things where you have to like run it around in circles. <laughs> no, at least make it fun. It's just like a perpetual like thing of just like having to throw a ball back and forth playing catch. Yeah. No. No, I want to keep it, like, seemingly just just above, like, medieval. (laughs) (laughs) 
Does that make you feel better? It feels right. Does it? It feels accurate to Texas. Yeah. Oh, oh. Now I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) You should be sad, because they're coming back to Morbius. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) So, is this the first movie we've seen with Jared Leto? Um, For the podcast, I mean. I think it is. Okay, because, yeah, there's a story that I think I tell anytime I bring up the fact that the guy acts, because um, I had seen him in a couple of movies before. This is like, uh, so I guess this will be the first time you bring it up in, like, the podcast, but, like, really funny, like, back in, I want to say high school, maybe into college, me and an ex at the time were, like, watching uh, American Psycho, great movie to watch with a, with a significant other. You, you <laughs> yeah. just you soak up that part where 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 uh Christian Bale yeah is uh just flexing in front of the mirror while he's just going to town on this lady uh <laughs> real real awesome. real couples awesome. movie you know anyways real couples movie <laughs> so yeah Jared Leto's uh, in it he's got like a small part in that. Uh, and then, uh, my, uh, ex, uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, uh, holy shit, is that Jared Leto? I was like, yeah, he, he's like in this, he's like in Requiem for a Dream, at least those are the two movies I had seen him in at the time, whatever, and she was like, he's, so he's an actor? I was like, yeah, why? She was like, I just know him from 30 Seconds of Mars, and she was, I was like, isn't that a band? She was like, yeah, I'm like, he sings? <laughs> it's just this awkward bit of like a... Two different worlds. She knows him from some shitty emo band. I know him from good movies. <laughs> Not that I'm saying anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this isn't about Thoughts on Morbius. <laughs> oh, no. This was one of the only two I'd seen was American Psycho and Requiem for a Dream. Fight Club, too. And, and you know what? This one, too. We're going to add it to the pile of, hey, look, Jared Leto's doing good movies, it looks like. Just like Suicide Squad. Over here, just like, you're not going to name Fight Club? You know when he gets his face, like, caved in by Edward Norton? Okay. Good for him. I love that these (laughs) movies have, like, a notorious fan base of dudes who are just, like... I don't know, eat that alpha male bullshit up or whatever. <laughs> um, and they're, they're the kinds of people who like want to self-identify as a Sigma male. And yet those movies, both of them, are such a good thorough takedown of masculinity. And it's completely lost on them. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. We live in a society, eh, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't with this movie, man. This movie's brought some weird things out in us this time. Yeah, I love how we're talking around this movie, occasionally glancing at it, being like, yeah, that was there, that happened. <laughs> because that is, like, the only way to do this, because there's literally, like, nothing interesting to say about this movie. I'm well, sorry. I'm I did sorry. say, I did say when we were, uh, this might be a, good, be a bit of a preview to, like, when you're asking our final question and all, but I did say, and I did say earlier that this would come back, uh, when we watched the movie, that I rate this around the... Thor the Dark World meh category. I would where, rather we rewatch Thor the Dark World than have to I, watch this movie again. I put it in that category as both meh, both I think I more or less know what happened, and both I have no desire to go back to. <laughs> I got a gun to your head right now, Cats. Which one do you rewatch? Uh, feed me the gun, sir. <laughs> feed me the... I don't know. I guess <laughs> At least God, man, uh, Chris Hemsworth, that's the one. Uh, at least he's got some charisma, eh? He does have some charisma, it's, he does. It's, it's got that hot Tumblr boy Loki, so... Yeah, yeah. That's cool, Here's too. Here's something I will say. I will say this. Matt Smith did do a pretty good job with what he was given with. What he was given. That poor guy. That poor guy, man. He was in this... Was he also in Genesis? Wait, Genesis? That guy cannot pick a good movie role. No, he was not. Yeah, the Terminator. They spelled it with a Y. Pretty sure he was. I'm pretty sure he's the guy that infects the. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, Connor he's Boyd in this movie with too. Uh, with the nano juice. That's the thing that I said. That makes sense. Yeah, that guy cannot pick good movie roles. 
to save his life. He's just Doctor Who, man. He's basically living what Eccleston was fearing was going to happen, where he's like, I don't want to be typecast as just the Doctor. I'm going to like go into movies now. And then he did 28 Days Later, and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, they need to talk about like film, yeah. film wise, he he hasn't. Oh my god, the doctors picked great. terrible Marvel movies. <laughs> What's but, David Tennant gonna be in? Oh wait, he was in Jessica Jones. All right. Hey, you know what? He was in, David Tennant came out fine. But no, as as an actor in like television shows, he's done great. He's done a lot of British uh, te- television films and shows that he starred in. That was really well. He even played uh, Prince Philip in The Crown, and he was you know. He was praised said movies. No, I know. At least okay. we know that Matt Smith is still a great actor. Just can't pick a good movie. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just realized, like, yeah, Eccleston went to Marvel, bad movie. Uh, Matt Smith went to, well, not Marvel, but he went to comic books, bad movie. Tenet? He's doing all right, I guess. He didn't do a movie, but he did a show. Wait, Eccleston did a comic movie? What? Yeah, he was in, he was in Dark World. He was the bad guy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Because it's coming full oh circle. Oh my gosh! No! It's wibbly wobbly no. tiny whiny bullshit. No. no! I forget. I always block it out because I love Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm looking at my recording right now, and the waves are so bad. <laughs> so many like screams. Said, t- so much Tenet trauma. Just did Tenet just did Jessica Jones and okay. That was all right. Yeah, no, Jessica Jones was amazing. But he didn't do a movie. Uh, the Man in Purple was terrifying. Yeah, the first season was good. Uh, I gave up on the second season. Actually, I think I did finish the second season, but I didn't care as much. Well, you know, sometimes sometimes it's not for everybody. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So, Kaz. That's me. So, did you like it? Kaz Morbius. Um, no, not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a nothing movie. Like, I, I think I commented how, like, yeah, when we... When we watch movies and we're not talking, it's usually because something really interesting or good is happening. This one, we were quiet for like a good first like 30 minutes of it because there was just nothing to say. <laughs> there was just so little going on. There was attempts at jokes that were bland. The dialogue was weird. Um, and yeah, nothing all that interesting to talk about. So we were just quiet. And then occasionally like, oh, hey, look, morbid shit's happening. We, we can make jokes now um hey uh hey, hey Kaz. you yeah. you know how you brought up american psycho i might have i don't remember someone have to read it back to me uh matt smith played patrick bateman in a stage performance of american psycho for a year all connected man it's all connected man uh squaring that is unfortunately me <laughs> so did you like it you know what, man? I'm going to have to give this one a solid no. <laughs> Just a solid, like, no. It's too late for this movie. This movie came out, honestly, over ten years too late. I just, I'm I'm mm. sorry. It, you, you can't do what you did. You can't just do a bat kamehameha. You can't do a I'm Venom. You can't do a random vulture like, I think this has to do with Spider-Man. It's like, who the fuck is Spider-Man? I don't see the Daily Bugle full of Spider-Man pictures of Spider-Mans here. Because guess what? Morbius was buying the Daily Bugle. But whatever, you know, I guess nothing matters. I don't, my opinion doesn't matter. It just wasn't good to me. You know what's funny? You said uh, it's 10 years too late. Even if you put this back 10 years or released it 10 years ago, Blade would still be older and Blade would still be a better movie. Oh, dude, Blade is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Blade is, there is just, uh, I I know he got really diva-ish by the end of it, but the first movie, Wesley Snipes just had it on point for Blade. Nailed it. All right, Cass, what do you got going on in your life? No shit, I don't have my cheat sheet next to me. Uh, We're doing this. This is a special supplementary one. Supplementary uh, podcast because uh, I'm going on vacation. God damn it, I'm leaving tomorrow. And you're supposed to have a plan B. And your plan B ain't shit. So I'm talking about fucking Morbius with you now. So when this comes out a week from now, uh, we'll be gearing up and getting ready for October movies and spookums, which we'll probably watch and then talk about live, I imagine. 
uh, every Friday at twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's number two ND, the word respawn, all one word. Uh, and we do variety stream shenanigans. And for October, we're going to do spooky variety stream shenanigans. Um, we're like, you know, stuff like the quarry and alien isolation. And, uh, we'll probably do some like monster prom with, uh, Square and, and uh, previous, uh, guest bubs. Kaz is also going to play Slender the Arrival. That's a thing. People still talk about Slenderman, right? That's not outdated. Uh, also joined by this morbid good man over here, Sir Squarin, who also does variety stuff, streams. You can find him at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin. That's Sir S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. Um, what are you going to be doing for October? October is going to look like a lot of... I will play some spooky games, like I'm going to dive into Subnautica and, uh... Maybe some Resident Evil games, but there's a lot of D and D stuff that's going to be happening for me in October. I'm working with uh, some streamers throughout a with a Discord channel that I'm a part of. We're going to be doing a series of one shots on my channel and another streamer's channel. Once we have that going, I will make sure to shout all that out on future podcasts. Um, but it's I'm, I'm trying to make a segue into a lot more kind of like tabletop uh, content and. Maybe some games here and then. Yeah! So you can find this podcast edited every week by our wonderful editor, uh, Tucker. Uh, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TuckerWins or on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. Puts in a lot of work for us to make us sound semi-decent when we really aren't. Just It's kind of a lie, just a really good polishing, but man, he does it so well. Uh, so look out for his re- triumphant return to Twitch when he does play chess or just talks to you for a little bit. Make some music. Who knows? We could have a good time together. And uh, if you want to ask us uh, to do a certain movie in the future, you can email us at so did you like it one at gmail.com. If you just want to give us some suggestions about movies to do in the future that we might like, not like, or just have a fun time talking about, we are more than open to recommendations. And uh, next week we're going to start spooky season, and we're not going to reveal that wonderful surprise until it is time. Morbin time? <sighs> yeah, it's Morbin time. Kaz, just go at, or uh, Tucker, just go ahead and just fade us out to the kill by 30 seconds to Mars. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. <laughs> everyone's going to morb so hard at the end of this. <laughs> go break me down. Bury me, bury me. <laughs>